Hello and welcome to The Gist. I am your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things happening in pop culture and interviewing the stars that bring it to life. And uh, if you've been following the podcast, you know that pop culture these days, it's happening on Bravo. So I'm super excited for today's guest. She's Bravo's new it girl, heating up the summer house with her new romance and keeping her housemates on their toes. Please welcome to The Gist, Summer House's Sam Fair. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. How has this been? It's been crazy. I mean, I just, as I introduced you, you're Bravo's new it girl. Everyone's talking about you as, you know, on this long running TV show and you came in and you're causing quite a, quite a stir. Well, I didn't even mean to. I thought it was coming <laughs> very mild, um, but the internet seems to think otherwise. Um, <laughs> it has been a roller coaster. I've been having so much fun making a lot of really great friends, um, trying out new things, meeting some amazing people, some cool opportunities. I mean, I am very grateful. Yeah. How have things changed since before the show and to now? Um, I didn't think it was possible, but I am sleeping less. Um, I'm a workaholic. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm up early, first up and like last to bed. Um, so that's always kind of been my nature, but, you know, adding on all of the stuff that comes with this Bravo gig, uh, my schedule has never been more packed. So I think I'm just sleeping less, but otherwise I'm living a pretty normal life. Honestly, I, I like to stick to my routine, my gym routine, my work routine, like everything down to like what I'm making for breakfast, just to like keep me grounded and sane throughout all the craziness. Yeah. And I, and obviously we know that you love to go out and have some martinis. And as we've been following your, your story online, you, you love to be out with your girlfriends. Um, yeah. I hope you can't see it in my face, but Gabby and I got home at five o'clock in the morning. Um, so this is six hours since I got home. Um, we went to some Met Gala after parties and we both agreed to be home by one o'clock. So you know how the rest of that story goes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I saw, I did see um, that you were at the boom, boom room and I was like, yeah. uh Oh, I was like, is this going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I'm calling you at 1129 being like, Chris, I got some bad news. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I would never do that. I am work hard, play hard. I always show up. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That means that you're in for a long road ahead with yeah. Bravo and all of these opportunities coming your way. Um, so I'm so interested in, you know, I always ask folks, like, how did you come to Bravo? Were you a fan of the series? Were you a fan of Bravo? Where did you sort of start your Bravo, like, love affair? Honestly, I had never seen this show. I had never seen any other Bravo show. Um, and honestly, I think that worked in my favor with this whole thing. You yeah. know, if you are a fan of the show or you know too much, I feel like you go in with prior opinions of all of these people who you're supposed to be meeting for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't remember people's names for the first night because <laughs> I was like still getting to know people. Right. And everyone's like, oh, that's crazy. Like you probably, I'm like, you try meeting 11 people for the first time ever and like <laughs> drinking with them and partying them and trying to get all their names straight for the first like three hours. Um, so I'm, I very much kind of didn't know what I was getting myself into other than I had watched a couple episodes for research to try to get like the gist of what was going on. And I am like a historical, like go out East every weekend girl over the summers. Like I'm a New Yorker. That's kind of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so the lifestyle itself was very familiar to me, which I think helped me kind of ease into it all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've seen uh, over the course of the show, you know, some cast members that haven't made it or they like pop in and out every once in a while. It's very hard. Like some of them just get lost in the crowd. It's like, it doesn't feel natural to have them there and be a part of this, like, you know, very loud group of folks that have a lot of opinions and sort of insert themselves in the way that you have been able to do. And I mean, that is awesome that it sounds like it's kind of your natural gig and it just feels like now the cameras are there. Exactly. I think that's really the only difference and maybe add the layer of like, we're all main character people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I always joke that like one of my best friends in the world, I met her in college. We're like long distance besties. She was like, I don't want to come to the parties this summer because like, I'm scared of being on the cameras. And I was (laughs) like, Oh, please, you'll be fine. Like, it's not even a show like about you. Like you'll be in the background maybe, but like, I wouldn't worry. She was like, no, she would literally stand behind the camera guys because she was so (laughs) nervous. And she just like is a quieter, like more introverted person. And so I think it's natural in any friend group to have a mix of like huge personalities and then people who are just like laid back and go with the flow. We don't have any of those in our house. So I would say, you know, besides the cameras, the biggest difference is that every single one of us has no problem inserting ourselves. Um, And I think, you know, that's, I naturally gravitate towards other big personalities because, you know, I feel like it's an energy match for me. So it felt very natural to like go in there and make myself known. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, not having had seen the show or any of the kind of the Bravo shows before, is there something now watching it back? Is there something that surprises you about like maybe what makes, makes it to air versus what doesn't? Yeah, um, I will say like the one thing that I know the audience is kind of missing right now that sometimes I miss too is that you don't always see us having fun or -hmm. like being friends. Like you see a lot of the drama because Mm -hmm. I understand like that's very interesting, especially for people I think who have like followed the show and like know the friendships and relationships like they want to see, you know, what's going on. So I totally understand that. Um, So that was really my biggest surprise. And also, I think like it's a learning curve to, you know, hear what people say about you when you're not around. Um, And that's more about like watching it, I guess, than it is about like the actual, you know, production of the show. Um, But it is definitely weird to to go back and watch the show, see what made it to air um, and find out what people really think of you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like you've kind of like managed to kind of make friends with everybody in the in the house though so i feel like the the chatter behind your back has not been as like dramatic as it could have been oh yeah i mean i feel like i got off very easy having now like explored a couple of the bravo shows i'm like oh so i'm (laughs) in like kindergarten like this is preschool for bravo like okay i got it easy um and i also think like the truth is like we are a group of friends right so like we're gonna fight we're gonna have drama we're gonna like talk be a little shady like be behind each other's backs but like if it's ever truly malicious i think it's said to your face in our group like we have a ton of very direct communicators um Mm -hmm. and nobody is afraid to do that and i think all of it is in the name of like preservation of our group of friends like we're not keeping secrets from each other because like next summer we need to like go hang out and like do it all over again um so you know i do admire our group of friends for being able to kind of address all the bullshit and then like compartmentalize move on stay friends and like be able to have fun yeah 
Yeah. And, you know, I think you mentioned the drama this season specifically versus some of like the fun times, as I think that's also something you're seeing a lot, lot online right now. Uh, fans of the show that have been longtime fans are feeling the same thing. They're feeling like some of those wild parties and some of the things like aren't playing out as much because this is the first kind of season where the house does feel a little bit more divided, obviously everything going on with Lindsay and Danielle, but even just like, I think as some of the folks are getting older and settling into life, you're starting to see that play out in this way. And so I think that's also why there's a lot of like calls that like you and Corey are the future of the show because you guys are bringing the fun back. And I know last week's episode was really fun to watch, like with all the games and you guys kind of doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, sex talk by the bonfires and like doing those things is like, that's what, I mean, makes the, the show feel young and fun. Um, but I also have been loving this season, seeing you guys a little bit more in the city too. And I'm curious, like, how would you feel if that was like kind of the future of the show as it started to evolve? I mean, I love when we film in the city because it feels so authentic to our lives. You know, I mean, we go out every weekend to the Hamptons and we party and we drink, but we're so much more than that too. Like we have careers, we have relationships, we have friends, we have things that we're doing in the city. I mean, everyone in our group gets invited to cool events and like does cool work things. And I do think it would give the audience a more well-rounded perspective on like who we are as people to be able to see those things. Um, That said, like, I'm in my Hamptons era, like for the last couple of years, like I'm 25 years old. Like I'm probably not going to stop doing this for the next, at least like five to 10 years. I mean, this is really like what my friends and I do in the summer anyway. So um, I do still think there's a place for the Hamptons partying. And I honestly think what you said earlier just really like resonates with me. I think a lot of our group is getting to an age where they're like getting married and like talking about having kids and like moving into like homes, like true homes that you live in for more than one year, like one lease term, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I feel so close to those people and I love them and I'm so excited for them on their journeys, but I'm in a completely different place in my life. I mean, Mm -hmm. I came into this summer dating like four or five different guys. I was like going out to the Hamptons to like party and like meet people and like have crazy experiences. And I think, you know, naturally when you're 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, like you're just doing that a little bit less. Um, and mm-hmm. you're real, you know, you have these like bigger obligations and these like more important kind of milestones in your life that you're experiencing. So what I do think could really work, especially for our group of friends, um, could be following maybe some of the older cast who like, like Lindsay and Carl have this gorgeous apartment. Like right. Loverboy has an office now, you know, mm-hmm. like they have a huge team. Um, there's a lot going on for them in the city. Um, and, you know, maybe they're drinking and partying less than, you know, the 25 year old demographic in Monza. Right. And that's okay. And that makes total sense. But like, I'm still doing it. I know yeah. Gabby is still doing it. Corey is still doing it. So um, I think there's a place for both. But I do think it would be really interesting to follow, you know, people like Lindsay, Carl, Kyle, Amanda, Paige. Like they do such cool shit in the city. And like, yeah. they have very big life things happening right now. I would love to see some more of that, you know, on the show. Yeah, no, I think it would be a, a brilliant kind of move to to evolve this because I think at first it felt like, you know, was was the cast going to be evolving every season and we were going to always bring new people 
And, you know, that works in some cases, like in your case, obviously, like we're very happy to have you on the, on the cast. Um, but then I don't know if like Bravo and the producers realized like people were really going to like stake their claim into some of these people and these characters. And yeah. yeah, like this, you know, in this week's episode, Amanda couldn't make it because they had the dogs and like, as they have children, like that thing, that kind of stuff might happen more often. And totally. they're going to have to figure out how to like make that because people will still care about Kyle and Amanda and people are right. going to still care about it. Right. Yeah. Like these are real people with real lives. Like we're all so layered, we're complex where everything is nuanced. Right. And so I think if you're only seeing these people like on their two days a week partying and drinking in the Hamptons, it's not really a full reflection of their lives, what they're going through, you know, I mean, sometimes we bring stuff to the table in the summer at our house and we're talking about it and we're like, oh, but like, I guess we, you know, it's not really probably going to make the cut because like, you don't know anything about it. Like, cause this is my job, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I definitely think as, like you said, especially for them as you know, all of the, the couples start to talk about like marriage and children, um, they have obligations elsewhere. So yeah. I, I think it'd be really fun to get to see some of that. Um, and also, like, I think the same people who love to watch us go out in the Hamptons and, like, get drunk and be silly would also love to know about our lives in New York. I mean, how many people don't live here who just want a taste of, like, what it's really like to be doing the damn thing in New York City? I mean, yeah. I think that by itself is such a compelling idea. Yeah, and I think, like, Sierra this week on the episode, like celebrated her one year and everyone kind of talked about like, there's a reason why you celebrate that milestone because not yeah. everyone can make it. And so there is a story to tell in what it's like to be not in the Hamptons partying every weekend, but also kind of living life in this like amazing city. Um, but you mentioned starting the summer with, you know, four or five boyfriends, guys you were dating. Um, so clearly you didn't walk into the show maybe thinking that you were going to find love with one of them. Not um, at all. <laughs> <laughs> and last night or this week, we uh, got to see Corey uh, admit that he's catching some feelings. Um, and since then, you guys have come out publicly that you are exclusive. So we know how that story is going to end. But tell me how, uh, you know, as people are continuing to kind of watch this, and this is your first time doing this, does it add an added pressure to your relationship now that everyone's invested in it? Totally. I mean, we have a lot of opinions coming in from a lot of people we've never met before. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, it's funny. I, I hope that people feel like they know me and they really get to see me for who I am on the show. Um, but it's, it can be hard to take into consideration hundreds, thousands sometimes of opinions about my relationship when it's like, do you know me? Like, do you know Corey? Yeah. Probably not. Um, so that is definitely a lot of pressure, but I think both of us have been pretty good at tuning it out. Like, I think there's a threshold, like once you see your name in a headline X amount of times, you're desensitized to the whole thing. So you yeah. can just brush it off. Um, but I, I think there is a lot of pressure in any relationship, like start with just like the relationship itself. Then you add on the pressure of like, we're being, we're doing long distance. So, you know, we're, we're putting in extraordinary effort to like spend time together and make it work, um, time, energy, money, you know, effort, communication, all of those Trust. things that, yeah, that are a little bit harder from really far away. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you add the pressure of kind of being under a microscope. I mean, Corey and I 
I think, feel very lucky in a way that all of our milestones in our relationship so far have been documented because we'll always be able to go and watch that back. Like who's lucky enough to say they can truly like watch their love story unfold. Um, But that said, you know, a lot of people take what they see on the screen and just are like, okay, like I have this opinion about Corey and it's like not going to change because I decided he's X in my head. And so now Mm -hmm. Corey's just like a fuck boy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's a lot more to us than, you know, what strangers on the internet think they know. And so, um, you know, we're trying to, I think we're good at taking each other down off the ledge when we're like getting in our heads about it. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, random like 60 year old nancy from idaho (laughs) thinking that like Corey is gonna like go off and like hook up with some random girls in like greenville south carolina can't bother (laughs) me right like if i lived my life based on that like i would be in deep trouble so i think we're kind of just getting our footing and getting used to it right now yeah i mean that would be tough in any relationship doing the long distance thing and having the trust of like you know, especially with someone who I think even you were questioning at the beginning, is Corey just somebody that I'm going to like keep above the collarbone or yeah, am I going like, to find out if I can get the ick? Um, but I, I think that like you now have all that pressure of, like you said, Nancy's, but Nancy's need to calm down and totally let you guys live your down. life. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is I think there and I it it makes you understand in a whole new way. For example, what Paige has been saying about like I know once we get engaged, the pressure's on to move in together, to have babies, to like have a house, and I didn't quite get exactly what she was saying until Corey and I came out publicly to be like he's my boyfriend because the number of people who were like, so do you think like proposals are in like the, we were like, whoa, like we just got here. We just got here. Like we're having so much fun. We're so happy right now. Like we're, we're achieving all these little mini milestones, right. That like are totally worth celebrating. Um, and it's nice to know that like these TV relationships are not just TV relationships. They can work out. People fall in love and get married and have their happily ever after. But I was like, damn, like I've never been in a relationship for this short a time before people started asking about like rings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I totally get what Paige was saying about how much pressure that is as well, like the way people put timers on things. Um, But I think, you know, we have a great support system, myself and Corey, like we have so many amazing couples in our friend group to look up to and Mm -hmm. turn to for advice and, um, you know, getting to watch their relationships unfold in the same way that, you know, ours kind of feels like it's going in that direction. Um, It's really nice to have them to lean on and, and to learn from as we kind of navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I mean, you mentioned Paige and Craig, and I think that's kind of the perfect example, obviously, with the relationship that Corey and Craig had uh, to begin with, and then being able to sort of follow very similar sort of storyline. But then you've also, unfortunately, we live in this, uh, I guess, I don't want to say post because we're still like very much in the midst of the Scandaval era where on Bravo now, everybody is so hyper-focused on scandal and who's doing what behind whose back. And I mean, even I like succumb to it because I talk about Scandaval every week on the podcast and we, and with all of my friends and even I, uh, I mentioned it on the podcast, on this podcast, uh, 
that there was an episode where Paige uh, had said something to the effect of like, oh, this is the second weekend in a row that I'm attracted to Kyle. And I like lost my mind. I was like, oh gosh, now I'm seeing it with a whole new lens. And like, what if this is happening? And, you know, Paige and Kyle both um, have debunked the the comment. There's been a rumor about Kyle having an affair with every single one of us this season. Honestly, I feel terrible for Kyle and Amanda that they have to, you know, battle these like crazy made up allegations. But now I think the audience, like you're saying, is now like trained to be looking for these things. Because if you go back, like I've been learning a lot more about Scandal than I needed to in the last couple of weeks as someone who's like (laughs) never seen the show. Um, But it seems like if you go back, like there's like X clue and Y like little like foreshadowing detail and you're like oh we should have known and so now people are picking things apart like their movies and like mm-hmm. the clues are planted for them to figure out but these are our real lives like if there are clues like whatever in the sandoval case like mm-hmm. yeah there are clues because he's doing something terrible in front of everybody's faces right. but i like what i don't want the audience to do is like take that and project it onto every single other person because Kyle and Amanda, I mean, I'm, I feel like protective of them. I feel like they're my mom and dad. Like they are so in love and they're so happy and they've really worked through some bullshit to get to where they are right now. Yeah. Um, and I do wish people would let it die. But I mean, if you ask the internet, you know, I've had an affair with Kyle this summer. I think Maya has, Sierra has, um, Paige definitely has, you know, like, yeah, and, everyone. and we all spent all summer with him. Like we've had our eyes on him for like nine months now. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He, he can't get a moment alone if he wants it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's the, it's the world we live in and it's important. It's kind of the unfortunate side of the reality TV side of things. It's like when you totally. put it out there, there's good and there's bad. But um, we also see it work out as we did this week. Uh, Carl and Lindsay got per, uh, got engaged. Um, so I know that it's not going to happen until next week's episode, but um, there's the after party and that you guys all were kind of hyping and getting ready for. Did you know that the engagement was happening before Carl actually went? And were you guys getting dressed for that? Or is that like all a surprise? No, it was actually crazy. So Kyle had told everybody we were going to do a bonfire on the beach, which is like very standard for our group. Like we do that all the time. So everyone went, put on like jeans and jumpsuits, some maxi dresses, some skirts. Like everyone was kind of all over the board. Like no one was too worried about what they were wearing or like doing. Cause we're like, we're just going to go like probably eat cheese and drink some water <laughs> like on the sand, like whatever. Right. And then we all sat around the kitchen table and Kyle was like, I'd like to raise a toast. So like everybody get on one side of the table and I'm going to like give a speech. And we were like, okay, like we have to like get up and move. Like this is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, And he raised a toast to tell us that Carl was literally in that moment. He's like, Carl's probably down on one knee right now, a couple miles away. And we're going to go like celebrate them. There's no bonfire. It's just a party. Um, And I'll tell you right now, the whole group was, just shocked. I yeah. mean, especially I would say like Danielle was blown away. Um, especially because I think everybody anticipated that she would know about it. Um, and it was really a bummer that, you know, she had to be surprised at the same time as the rest of us. So, and you know, earlier that day, M- Maya had said to me and Danielle, I think it's happening like whatever Labor Day weekend or whatever. Yeah. And Danielle's reaction in that moment was not positive. So I think when Kyle told all of us that it was happening, 
at least, I mean, some people I think didn't react because they were like, okay, great. Like, let's go celebrate with them, whatever. Like they're not there. So like, uh, you're not going to like hug and congratulate people. Like they're, they're doing it right now. So like everyone, so there were some people like that who were like, okay, cool. Like we'll see them in a few minutes and congratulate them then. And then I know people like me and Gabby kind of were like, okay, like let's take a temperature check before we react to like anything could happen right now. Um, because, you know, we knew that there was some tension in the house and that, you know, Danielle was having these concerns about Lindsay, which, you know, totally valid concerns um, when you're trying to take care of your friend and protect your friend. And then, too, I think she was feeling really excluded from that and, and you know, really wanted to be there to support them in that moment and felt like it was a missed opportunity. So um, it was definitely a tense moment in the house as some of us took a temperature check and like waited to have a reaction before you know, before making any decisions. Um, But, you know, by the time we got to Dockers to celebrate, I mean, there was so much love in that place that, um, you know, there was some tension too, but I know Lindsay and Carl had an amazing time. We're so happy for them. I love them together. I think they're great. Um, They are so, so in love and it, you know, it's very special. Like I, I had like chills and like my eyes were like welling yeah. up watching the proposal again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll definitely see the after party unfold. And I'm, I, uh, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And you talk about the tension and how is it, you know, again, coming into the house for the first year, do you feel like you have to pick a side in this like sort of division that's happening between these two best friends? No. And I feel very lucky for that. And I totally credit the ladies with that. I mean, it would be very easy for them to be like, well, if you're going to be friends with her, you can't be friends with me because like we can't be friends right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the truth is I met them both at the same time. I developed these bonds with them over a shared experience that very few people in this world actually have. Mm -hmm. Um, So you really lean on each other. You really need each other and you get very close because of that. Um, and I have very different and very special relationships with both of them. Like I, I won't pick, I love them both so deeply and also, you know, see both of their perspectives on this situation. Um, so, you know, I'm not a team Lindsay and I'm not a team Danielle. I am a team, like, let's all be best friends again, because there is nothing more fun and more special than watching them do their thing together. And I have only had the privilege of seeing it like once or twice before things kind of hit the fan. Um, but I would really love to get back to that because I know particularly me and Gabby feel very close to both of them. Um, and so I think it would be really fun to have a summer all as best friends next year. So how do we get there for next season? Because I'm assuming, you know, we're hitting the summer soon. We're hitting the summer season. So I'm hoping that we're picking up cameras and that you are all going to be there. But how do we move forward with this divide? I think the main issue between Lindsay and Danielle this summer was neither of their problems with each other. It was the way they were communicating about it um, or not communicating about Mm -hmm. it, I should say. Um, And you guys will watch this play out. Um, but I do think there is a road being cleared off, being built for them to have a conversation um, with each other where they can really decide on what the future of their friendship looks like and come to a place where maybe it's not the exact same friendship it always has been because they're just in different places in their lives. But I am pretty confident that they're going to be able to reach a reconciliation at this point in time. Um, so hopefully 
that will get accomplished before the summer gets here. Um, yeah. And I have a good feeling that we're moving in the right direction. That's awesome to hear. I think the I think the fans want that. I think they want to see these two people back together and and like you said, bring some fun back into the house yeah. and have everybody just like be able to get wild and crazy and do some of the like crazy antics that have been that we are so used to from seasons prior. Yeah, and honestly, sometimes a friend breakup is worse to watch and be around than a relationship breakup because it is like such a gutting feeling and I know the audience can feel it mm-hmm. too because we can feel it so strongly. So I really think that there's, you know, it's, it's all uphill from here. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it is. As a viewer, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm screaming at the TV, you know, yeah. like, like, <laughs> oh, when girls, you're like you guys are both- by the way, for the next several weeks. So don't get, <laughs> yeah, don't hold your breath, but it's, I think it's coming, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. I'm just in like, girls, like you guys are both saying very different things, but just yeah. in like a very angry way without listening to each other. Right. So right. hopefully we get there. Um, any other thoughts about like what next season could bring that you would be excited about? Um, I want to find Gabby a man this summer. So yeah. all hands on deck. I don't know if she's told this to anyone, but she manifested Corey for me. When we drove up to the house right before Corey arrived, she was like, I'm going to like manifest a man for you. She's like, he's tall. He's handsome. He's fit. He's crazy. He's like <laughs> bigger and wilder than you can ever imagine. And then like literally 20 minutes later, Corey walks in and now he's my boyfriend. So I was like, all right. <laughs> You got to teach me how to be a witch now so I can do that for you. <laughs> so hopefully summer of 2023 is get Gabby a man summer. Oh, would love that. Would love that. <laughs> she deserves it. Well, awesome. Well, I hope that, you know, as we hit the summer, my ask to you is please get Paige and uh, Sierra out of bed. <laughs> and let's have, some, let's have some fun with them. <laughs> That's my dream scenario. It's not like we haven't been trying. Let's just say that. <laughs> I know. I did love when everyone brought the party into the uh, Paige's room. Yes. We were like, all right, if you won't get your asses up, we're going to bring our asses in. And they didn't really like that either. But we're, <laughs> we're working with what we've got. <laughs> more of it. More of it. Let's do yeah. more. Um, awesome. Well, uh, tell everyone where they can find you and stay up to date with everything that you've got going on. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I do all the behind the scenes kind of like dumps every single weekend before the episode, um, which I know some of the fans are really loving because they get to see us kind of in our most raw, unfiltered moments. Um, And stick it out until the reunion. I know it's going to be hard to watch some of it, but I promise, I think especially the last couple minutes of the reunion, you'll be happy with. So Stick it out. Watch me there if you're not going to watch me anywhere else, because I think good things are coming for everybody. Awesome. Well, I sure hope so. And I just appreciate that you are on today and chatting with me. Like I said, I am so excited to see you on Bravo. I think that you've brought a really great perspective. And I, I honestly feel that if you weren't in the house this season, it might have gotten too dark. And so I think like you and Corey have brought like some of the light and people are feeling infectious energy from you guys and the and the love that you guys are kind of blossoming in front of everyone. And so super happy to have you uh, on the podcast and, you know, hopefully we'll uh, have you back when uh, the next season airs. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for doing this, Sam. Um, For all of you out there, don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Gist. You can follow me at CM Vetrano on Twitter, Instagram, and all the socials. And then, of course, come back next week on Monday for our Bravo Breakdown, where we'll talk about uh, Summer House even more. 
Um, but until next time, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And bye. Bye, Sam. Thanks, Chris.